0: I wonder if we could um, turn tonight in our Bibles to the book of uh, Philippians and to the chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to read from uh, verse 1 of the chapter. Philippians 3 and verse 1. "'Have confidence in the flesh. "'If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof "'he might trust in the flesh, "'I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, "'of the tribe of Benjamin, "'and Hebrew of the Hebrews, "'as touching the law of Pharisee, "'concerning zeal, persecuting the church, "'touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. "'But what things were gained to me?' which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended, of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but what this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching for forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded, And if if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk in the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us, for an ensample. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven. From else also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working where by, he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his precious word to our hearts for his name's sake. I want to look at verses 13 and 14 there of the portion of scripture. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth Unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul was a changed man. The moment he met the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, he was never the same again. His whole being was revolutionized and transformed by the mighty power of God. All things had passed away, and behold, all things had become new. And the power of the Almighty God had wrought a mighty change in the life of this man. Instead of a bigoted Pharisee that he was, now he was one of the foremost of the Lord's apostles. And it's always thrilling to hear any testimony to the grace of God. But I think perhaps it is um, uh, all the more thrilling to hear someone that has been dramatically changed. What a blessing to hear a a drunkard or a gambler, somebody that's been sunken into the deepest sin and how God has uh, changed their lives and plucked them as a brand from the burning. And such was the testimony of the Apostle Paul himself. He had owned himself uh, to be the chiefest of sinners. And we think of how he was involved in the murder of Stephen, the first Christian martyr. And in the third chapter of the book of Philippians that we've read, we uh, read something of the thrilling testimony of this man. He tells us that he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law a Pharisee. But like the best testimonies, he isn't going to dwell upon what he had been. But what he wants to dwell upon is his Savior, and he wants to glorify God. He says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. And I think that there are maybe three words that could sum up the testimony of Paul, as he gives it here in Philippians chapter 3. And the first word is bankruptcy. If you look at verse 7, here Paul looks at his rich heritage and all that he had. He writes about all that he had been, but across it all, he writes the word worthless. He says, just sums it up, what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. And all that we have been is worthless except for the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the first word that sums up the testimony of Paul. The second word is intimacy. There's bankruptcy and there's intimacy. His desired uh, now was... To know the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 10. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made conformable unto his death. And that sums up Paul's desire. He wanted to spread the gospel. He had a duty to do. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. But his great desire was. To know more and more of his saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. And become conformable to the saviour. And to be more and more like his lord and his master. And he wants that sense of intimacy. And of course that's something that every child of God uh, should have. But then the third word I think that sums up the testimony of Paul here. Is the word Expectancy. Now he looks to the future and he looks with that sense of expectancy to what is going to come in a day to come. And he speaks about his great hope here. If you look at verse 20, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he's able even to subdue all things unto himself. So there is that sense of not only looking at the past or what he's been and what he is now, but there's the sense of looking into the future and what he is going to be by the grace of God. Now we've come to the brink of a new year Of course, at the time of a new year, there is a certain amount of looking back across the year, and there are many sad days and many glad days, and we uh, look forward into a new year with a sense of anticipation, and we are praying tonight that indeed the new year will be a happy one. We come with a sense of expectancy and with that hope, and it is aptly summed up in the words of our text. He says there in verses 13 and 14, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus So we're looking ahead tonight. We're looking to the future and we're looking for the blessing of God upon us. And I want us just to think about Paul's great hope here in the text of Scripture. And I just want to look at the various aspects of Paul's hope as he outlines it here in the text of Scripture. And first of all, I want you to see something of paul's pronouncement here he says in the verse uh, 13 brethren i count not myself to have apprehended in other words he had uh, come to the uh, place where he looked into his own heart he looked at what he had done and he knew that he had not reached the goal he knew that he had many other things to do there was something that he was striving after, something yet to be attained, something that uh, he wanted to have. And he was looking forward to the future, but he knew that there was work to be done. You know, many people believe in sinless perfection, and they will uh, preach about the fact that we can be perfect in this life and that we can live sinlessly. But that's not the experience of the Apostle Paul, and not the experience of any of the saints of God. He says here, not as though I had already attained. He wasn't perfect, and neither are we. And there is that sense in which, as we look into a new year, there are many things to be done. There are many goals to be reached. And I think that Paul would have uh, looked at his public life And he would have thought about the uh, goals that he had. There were churches to be visited. There were souls to be saved. There were a great many people to be reached. With the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, there was a task to do. There was a job to fulfill. Every mother has a dream for her child. Every father has a dream for uh, his son and his daughter. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as it were, had a dream for Paul had a purpose for Paul and he has for every one of us. And that is to perfect us, to cause us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he has a goal for the work of God. He wants to see the work of God go forward. He wants to see new ground taken from the devil. He wants to see the work of God advance and that we might see the outpouring of the blessing of God uh, in the day to come. And we think of the apostle here in this portion of scripture, and he recognized that there were many things to do. And I wonder tonight, do we recognize that? Do we recognize our lack? Do we recognize the many sins, maybe those uh, besetting sins uh, that we have had difficulty with and what we need to do is to bring those things to the Lord. And Paul was thinking about the public sphere. He was thinking about the ministry. He was thinking about the work of the church. And he knew there were many things to be done. I think that we look at our own work here in Cross Garden, and there is a great deal of things to be done. There are many out there to be reached. We think of The district in which we live, we think of our own families, we think of those around us, we think of the deep need of our society in which we live, and we come in the place of prayer tonight to beseech God on behalf of his work. But not only did Paul count himself not to have apprehended in the public sphere, but also in the private sphere. He had many things in his own private life that he had not not attained. And we think of the constant battle that there is within the child of God. We recognize that we do need to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you know, we look at the place of prayer in our own lives. And we recognize that we often feel in prayer how we come like the disciples of the Lord Jesus. And as they looked at the Savior and listened to the Savior seek his Father, their only response, and it wasn't as if they hadn't uh, said prayers or uttered prayers before, but as they heard the Savior, as they listened to the Master, their only response was, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's our desires we come to the Lord tonight. We think of the uh, Scripture and how often we neglect the Scriptures and we don't uh, follow the Scriptures and we're not as obedient to the Word of God as we ought. Maybe we uh, at times don't read it. We certainly maybe don't take as much heed to it as we should. And we think of all of the means of grace. We think of the church services We think of the place of prayer, the fellowship that God has given us, and very often we take the things for granted and we conceal all and we can get into a rut and we begin to uh, become lax and the fire begins to dim and lukewarmness starts to come in. And Paul says, I haven't attained. I'm not what I ought to be. And I think that each one of us could say the same tonight. But what better thing than on the brink of a new year to get those things right, to draw near to God. If we draw nigh to him, then he will draw nigh to us. But I want you to see here Paul's pronouncement. He recognizes, he admits here the fact that he hadn't attained there were things that need to be put right. And surely everyone, I think every one of us, as we face the new year, would say that there are things that need to be put right. But not only do we see Paul's pronouncement, but I want you to see Paul's purpose. What was it that he was looking for here? Well, he speaks about the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And you'll notice that it is a summons from the heights, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, or the high call, the, uh, the, the calling from the heights. That's a heavenly calling, and here is the Lord. He's and Paul here is um, hearing the voice from the high, the summons from the heights, and of course that speaks of climbing of uphill. And Paul has a purpose here to gain the course, and to heed the calling. And heaven, of course, is the mark. It's that which every Christian looks to. It is the mark. It is, well, Christ and heaven is the, the mark. We think of what it says in Hebrews, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But, of course, here is the uh, picture of the athletic race and the athletic games and the runner and he's on the course and he wants to finish the or cross the line and he's going to do everything that is humanly possible in order to gain the crown or to great, gain the prize and that's the picture that Paul has of his life this is his great expectation and there's always something lovely about a new thing to look forward to we um the ladies maybe love to buy new clothes or a spring outfit or a winter coat or something like that. Uh, the men maybe like a new tool or a gadget or whatever it is. But we always like to have new things. And we, um, uh, Paul is always looking for something new. He's going forward. He doesn't get stuck in a rut. He's always striving for higher heights and deeper depths with the Lord Jesus Christ. what a picture that is of the Christian life. It's always going forward. I'm sure you've often heard about uh, how uh, preachers say that if you're not going forward in the Christian life, then you're backsliding because you'll go back. You always have to be going forward. And we think of how we're looking above. We have our eyes. Upon the mark, we have our eyes upon the great prize, which is our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope that that's the purpose of our lives. I hope that that is the great uh, mark to which we are going. You know, we can look to many things in this life. We can look to wealth. We can look to riches. We can look to authority. And we can look to all of these things. But what we need to be looking to is the Lord Jesus Christ, and you notice how he gained this um, mark. It's in Christ Jesus. He, uh, I press verse fourteen toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is union with Christ, and we'll never attain anything, uh, but for the fact that we're in Christ, we're covered in the precious blood of Christ. We are given his hope. And we think of the encouragement of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again in Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2. It says. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about. With so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. The author of and finisher of our faith. And what better encouragement could we have than looking to our Savior? So we notice his pronouncement. It is that he hasn't attained. There's something more that lies ahead. And then we see his purpose. It is uh, to be uh, able to get to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus but they look at his practice he's a purpose to fulfill but how is he going to get the, how is he going to attain this how is he going to uh ascend the heights and get to the mark well you'll notice what he says here about doing that the first thing that he says is that he forgets the past he says here uh he says um Verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. And here he is there uh, many times when it is good to remember the past. It is good, we think of how when the children of Israel entered into the promised land, we're told that they were uh, instructed to set up stones so that they would remember what the Lord had done for them, and it doesn't mean that we don't remember the blessings that God has given to us. But what He's saying here is that in running the race, you don't look around or you don't look back, because if you do, you slow down. the The runner doesn't stop to take a good look around him and see how far he's got and how well he's doing. He doesn't take time to uh, look around. He just keeps going towards the line. And we think of uh, uh, if he lingers, then he is going to fail. So he runs that he might uh, attain. Sometimes uh, when we uh, attain something of spiritual uh, maturity, some of the things that we have done in the past are magnified, some of the failures that we have, and we are aware of our faults as never before. So what we need to do, is forget about the past. We forget about those things that we have done. They're under the blood. You know, the old devil would come and bring up those things, and he would uh, try to hinder us and tell us, you know, you're no good to God, and look at what you've done in the past and all of the things that you have been involved in, and you're no good to God. And sometimes the devil comes as the accuser of the brethren, and he wants to stop us by getting us to look behind. Know the, the apostle says, forget the things that are past. He says, look to the future. And you know, that's what we need to do. You've had many failures as I've had in the past. We have done many things that we would be ashamed of or not done things that we should have done that uh, we w- should have been involved in. But... We come to a new year, and a new year is a wonderful opportunity to look ahead and to go forward and start again, and that's what uh, the apostle here is really speaking about. He speaks about forgetting about the past, but then he also speaks here about focusing on pressing. He speaks here of pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. And the word pressing there means striving or stretching. It's um, the picture of the athlete gritting his teeth and straining every muscle to make sure that he gets over the line. And that's what we need to do. Uh, We need to strain, make sure that we push ourselves. And uh, that's rough, and it's not easy. And we know that Uh, In the spiritual battle, in the warfare, it's not easy. Uh, But the moment that the athlete stops stretching and straining, that moment he begins to fall back, he begins to lose. And the moment we we stop stretching, we will slow down. But what we need to do is to win the prize. Let's win the prize in the upcoming year. Let's renew our efforts We can be discouraged, and as we look at all around if we are looking at all around us, we will be discouraged by what we see. But if we just keep our eyes on the mark, keep our eyes on the Lord, look to the Lord. It's not what everybody else does or doesn't do, but it is the smile of our Saviour that we want in the incoming days. So we forget about the past. And we focus on striving and then we figure on the prize. What are we pressing for? We're pressing for the prize. Any prize that we seek to attain here on earth will not last. Only that which is done for the Lord Jesus Christ will last. And we recognize that this prize, this high prize, the prize of the high calling is an incorruptible crown. It's what is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 9 and verses 24 to 27. He says, "'Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, "'but one receiveth the prize? "'So run ye that ye may obtain. "'And every man that striveth for mastery "'is temperate in all things. "'Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown.' But we are incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I preach to others I myself should be a, a, a cast away. So there he is, he's looking for an incorruptible crown. It's a, it's a crown that will not dissolve. It's a crown that is going to last. It's an eternal crown. And we look to the days that are to come, and we can be encouraged. Um, We forget the past. Uh, We uh, think of how we strain uh, forward in the day in which we live, but we... um, are not going to let yesterday's failures derail us, uh, but what we need to do is to make sure that we strain every muscle to get us closer to the Lord Jesus Christ in the days ahead. I wonder if we could say of ourselves that we're closer to the Lord at the end of this year than we were at the start of it, and are we determined that at the end of this year, if the Lord spares and we're still here, that the Lord uh, will enable us to be closer to him uh, at the end of this year, DV, than we were at the start of it. That's our great goal, and that is our great ambition. We strive for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. May God Bless his word and write it upon our hearts for his name's sake. Amen. Well, let's just unite together, please, at the throne of grace. And um, do remember uh, that this is the last prayer meeting of an old year. Maybe there's something that um, you can thank God for. uh, You can um, uh, thank him for his mercies and uh, his provision even through the year that has gone into eternity and as a fellowship we can thank the Lord for bringing us through and undertaking for us in so many ways and do pray for uh, God's blessing in the days that lie ahead that God might meet with us uh, again remember those are in the hospital sister Maureen and Lynn and uh, Emma's dad and those that uh, mourn remember those as well at this time and bring them to the lord the reverend begs his family or brother tom here the adams or brother ed adams and others that have lost loved ones over the last little while we can bring them to the lord at the throne of grace in prayer and pray for the meetings on the lord's day and even on saturday night so let's just unite together at the throne of grace and as the lord leads uh, let's use up the time and let's seek the face of God with all of our hearts. Our loving God and our gracious Father, we do um, thank thee for thy precious word. We think of Paul forgetting the past and forging towards the future. And our Father, we thank thee that the future for Paul was not a thing of dread, or it wasn't a thing uh, to be uh, uh, looked away from. But we thank thee that it was a a hope and a certainty that was in his soul. And we thank thee that he was looking for that day when he would uh, ascend on high and when the Lord would change the uh, vile body into an incorruptible body and that he would have the prize of an incorruptible crown. And we thank thee for that today. We rejoice in the expectancy of the child of God. We want the intimacy that Paul was looking for. We want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And we pray, our God, that thou wouldst enable us to draw nigh to thee and bless us as we call upon thee in these days. Do remember our minister's week of prayer next week, We'd ask thee that thou wouldst bless there, bless all who will take part, those who preach the word day by day. We'd ask thee that it might be a word and season for our hearts, and that thou wouldst encourage us and help us to look up in this day, and that thou wouldst meet us at the point of our need and draw us nigh to thee. And Lord, we pray that we might get the year off to a good start. And as we draw near into the Lord's presence, as we Hear the speaking voice of God as we do at these times of prayer. Lord, we thank Thee that we have a good start. And we pray that uh, Thou enable us to be blessed this year. And Lord, we look back to times of revival. And we look back to the history books and what they have told us about the movings of God in a day gone by know that we might experience something of that, that we might experience the outpouring of the blessing of God. We think, Lord, of the way that society has gone and the absolute um, folly that men are going down into. Lord, uh, they, uh, there is a denial of reality. Uh, and There is a denial that there, even sometimes that there is a reality and uh, that there is a truth. But, O oh God, we pray that thou wouldst cause men and women to recognize the delusion of the devil, and, Lord, that thou wouldst shine in the light. We thank that our Savior came, and he was that light, and we thank that he shone light into the world. And we pray that the light of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ might shine in our world in this day. Bless us now, we pray of thee. Help us as we seek thee in the place of prayer tonight. For it's in Jesus' precious name that we'd ask these things. Amen.